record button has been pressed. On we air. are back. On air. On the air. How you doing, boys? All good. Combos Hello, with the bros. Hello, indeedy doos. How are we? Are you asking me? I'm asking everyone. I'm I'm brilliant, but thanks for asking. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm asking. Hello there, hello. Bill, Bill, what's that light? It's my little torch, my camping torch. You know if somebody's going to come oh, prepared, oh. it's Phil. You notice it turns from white to red. I'm not going to say it, there's yeah. a bit of a red light there. At the back of his car, it's <laughs> like, just turn it from white to red. So my name's Craig, going around the room, we got Phil. How you doing, Phil? All is good, I'm happy today. I'm and he's brought to a torch. Everyone. Got a torch. To set a bit of ambience in the room, we dim the lights. There's some lights off the equipment that we've got around us. Uh, but Phil, being the true perfectionist that he is, brought a, uh, a little pocket light so we can read his notes. So fair play. An old school paper. Yes. Can't go wrong with paper. Except you kill trees. <laughs> Wayne, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, my friend. All is good. I'm looking forward to another uh, interesting, hopefully, and uh, podcast. 30 minutes of just... You know, well, I ain't gonna say it's gonna be fun today. We got we got some topics covered today, so yeah, but it's all good entertainment, one way or another. Exactly. And how you doing, Selwyn? I'm good, fine, thank you. All warmed up, ready. Gets nice and toasty in here now. Yeah, is everybody warm? Feel your feet yeah, all right? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. good. We're ready to go. Then let's kick this off with our, our with our little tune. Are we, are we gonna uh, go with the beat? What do people want? What do the people want? We should request different beats, shouldn't we? Here we go. Combo. 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 Combos. With the bros. Yeah. How you feel about that? I like that one. That was that was. I was wondering where you were going up with that beat. Then I, I thought, you know, I was, I was trying <laughs> to. The... I was trying to jump oh. on the one then. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if this is the first convos with the bros that you're listening to, four old friends chatting about all topics, big and small, and anything in between. We've covered a lot couple of uh, uncomfortable uh, uh, subjects, but we, we, we're always going to uh, try and tackle all subjects. And one of the things that's come into play that we wanted to discuss today is something that I personally can't believe that we're talking about this in 2020. But it is at the forefront of the media sports pages about racism in football. The biggest game in the world, arguably, but certainly the biggest game in this country and across Europe and a lot of other countries. And today we're talking about racism in football. So there's been some uh, a few things going on recently with the Man United uh, player Fred being pelted with uh, missiles that could have just been signed off as just idiots in the crowd but it's also followed up with verbal uh, abuse racial abuse so guys how do you feel watching 
this on our TVs in 2020? Well, I know that some as a fan as well, didn't he? He'd done some movements that said he was doing like monk impressions and that, and I know he lost his job and everything. But to be honest, knowing how far back football's started from and it's gone through, not surprising. It's just I think it's just now because more people are vocal. The players are more vocal to speaking out about it. Um, you know, we've had abuse thrown at referees that hasn't changed. You have the abuse thrown behind the goals to put a keeper off when penalties are being taken. Nothing can be done really about it. But the racism part, I don't think the clubs are doing enough about it. We had the black and white bands a few years back that disappeared. Uh, kick it out. You don't see many of those signs now. You just see advertisements for the uh, clubs and gambling, but you don't see enough staying out about racism, keep it out, kick it out. And there's, I don't think enough's being done. Well, I, 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 I can see your point and, and I'm listening to what you're saying. But from my point of view, I see football, in, especially in this day and age with all its money and grandeur, it is like a, a big theatre production. And, you know, we all go to this stadium and how the drama unfolds through that 90 minutes is whatever happens. And the referee is the bad guy. And it will always be the bad guy or bad girl in, in, in women's football. And, you know, they're, they're boo and everybody likes getting behind it. What are you doing that for? And you can see all that. And, you know, I'm not saying that anybody running on that pitch should take any abuse. But, you know, when you've got 60,000 people around you, unfortunately, it's going to spew out in the drama and the emotion of it all if a bad decision's been made. However, I, I still can't get my head around that some of the biggest names in football now are non-white. So whatever that means, whether they're black, African, Chinese, wherever these players are coming from, they're bringing their talents to a particular club. And yet, and, and that's all clubs. I mean, you know, the, the really is a, a, within any football team, it's not made up. There's no football teams that are just all white football teams is that, that I know of. And so, you know, your team is made by a, a combination of these great players or players coming together, working together as a team and playing as a team. And yet these idiots can sit in their seat and just hurl racial abuse. I, I just I just find it incredible. I still can't get my head around it. And to, for me personally, I am surprised it's happening. But what what can the clubs do? What are we expecting the clubs to do about this? I think, I mean, today, literally earlier today, I'd heard back in, um, I think it was on in September, on the 14th of September, uh, Wolves were playing uh, Chelsea and it was 5-2 uh, to Chelsea and uh, Tammy Abraham, who's worked his way up and... Uh, Stands a very good chance of getting into the England squad uh, for this summer's uh, competition. Uh, again, monkey noises, um, and got sentenced. And what what Wolves's uh, sort of uh, approach to it was was to ban uh, this individual uh, indefinitely 
from Molyneux Stadium and all Wolves fixtures. And that should be an expectancy. You know, if, if you can't control your emotion and you can't control 60,000 people's beliefs, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there are going to be people with this prehistoric view of modern life. And if they can't control themselves for 90 minutes, what comes out of their mouths, then they should be banned. But football is one of those games, that I guess, talking now that emotions just spew out so the abuse spews out with it whether it's racial or anything else and none of it's acceptable but again it goes back to what does what does a club do what what can an individual club do about controlling people's uh attitudes within a 90 minute game well i should add to that as well as being um banned he was also fined 800 pounds um and ordered to pay £600 in costs and a £50 victim surcharge, making a bill of a total bill of £1,450. That, for me, is just the start. He should be criminally put away. This is something, you know, I'm, an, I'm 52 years old. I can, I'm going back to the days of Fashion New and, you know, and Regis and all these players when it was a major before Trevor Francis was the first million-pound player for Birmingham City, before it, we've got what we've got now in, in, in the football and the beast that it is in the Premiership. And and uh, this was going on then, obviously heavy, but we weren't, we weren't sort of um, woke to it. Um, whereas now, the only way, like anything like that, for me, you've got to take the hardest of stances possible. And what really highlighted it i think for for most people because i mean 99.9 uh, percent of the uh, of the population will agree that that it's wrong but what really really brought it all together for me was when england started really suffering when they were playing uh, abroad i can't remember where, where it was i can't remember which country it was um oh so thank you got it here for me kosovo now we were going over there, giving them all grief, saying, oh, yeah, 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 they're giving us uh, lots of racism. But we are still got it on our terraces here. We get it every week, somewhere or another, uh, a player of colour is receiving racism. So we can't allocate it to external countries that uh, admittedly have got a history of it. Um, but, but where it all came through for me was when England, one of the England players, Sterling, started standing up for it, and I think he suffered it at the time, was whether we should have walked off. Now, one side says, well, yes, we shouldn't subject a, a member of staff who's being paid. They're at work, basically. They're being paid and they're receiving racial abuse. Was that during an England game? I know it did happen yeah, during yeah. an England game, but yeah. did it happen during uh, club matches as well with Sterling? Not uh, that it matters. I'm just sort of trying to get to did, a point. Didn't he? I think he it was, I think he went down to Chelsea and um, the Chelsea supporters were giving it to him. I because I, I guess well, I guess that's my perception of it up until now is the fact that, you know, as an England squad, you know, which is made up of, of many uh, non-white players and they go wherever in the world, they get this uh, abuse and we sit there looking at our TVs going, look at these idiots. Can you believe they're still doing that? But when it's the game is coming back home and they're going to play for their club teams, and it's still happening, whether it's Chelsea, 
Tottenham or any other club team and it's like, wait a minute, you were cheering that guy on last week when he was playing for England, scoring yeah. them goals. And now there's now a problem because he's a playing against your yeah. team. Yeah. And now <clears throat> the only way you can, you know, um, say what you've got to say is through racial abuse. And, and, and again, it's where I, I'm just dismayed by the whole thing. It's It's been known, actually. I know, I've known, I remember in the past, certain teams like um, down in London, like Millwall, they actually abused their own players. If they, like Millwall. Incredible. Had, if Millwall had. I'm not saying it's justified any time. Yeah. If Millwall had ethnic incredible. people yeah. on their team and they did something wrong, they'd get. So. They get a torrent of abuse. So are you saying that then, uh, obviously, it's not just football, it's a societal issue. It's a society thing for definite. So so therefore, the question should be, what what is being done and how how can we deal? It's, 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 it's uh, I guess, and I am guessing here, but people have their whatever views they want to have and in an emotional outrage of whatever it's football or whether you get into a fight down the street with somebody as soon as all that starts coming out that's when they just can't control what they say so it's it's an emotional thing but at the end of the day it's just not acceptable but again it's it's that whole thing um for me that is hero one minute because he's playing for England and he's belting in goals but as soon as that guy is scoring goals against your club team, then you feel the the need to throw out racial abuse. It it's it's uh it's it's quite primitive football can be at times where it's just all about emotion and anger and letting it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what the word I was looking for. And I I I guess it's just not. If it wasn't racial, it would be some sort of abuse. So I guess you know it's it's not just. It is about the racial stuff. I'm not trivialising it in any way. But if it wasn't that, it would be something else. Yeah. You know, even if he just said, you fucking idiot, or anything derogatory, it's wrong, isn't it, really? Yeah. And and it, and it's the control of everything. But again... I'm, I'm waiting for the day when a player cops some racial abuse and... The, no doubt they they they're gonna they're gonna take some sort of um retrospective um um professional um court you know they're gonna they're, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they will try and sue the football club if you were playing yeah. football for the best football team in the premiership liverpool yeah and and you suffered racial uh, abuse would, should you walk off that pitch well, for de- for definite, I definitely what I mean. What I don't, I mean. First of all, I think the first thing you should do is actually um, let it known to the referee. Well, they've got that in place. They've got they? all they've that got in place, known stuff three like step that. In place already. So you know, you've 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 got to you've got to let the authority know. Look, I'm hearing this, but shouldn't it just be all abuse? Because first- because it's got to start somewhere. You can't just say this sort of abuse is wrong. But when Wayne Rooney came to Birmingham City, it was just called a fat fucker for the whole game. Really? Yeah, and and so what do and they're all singing tunes about his misses. At what point is just you know it's just all abuse and it's like I say, it's a theatre, 
It's emotional. Everybody gets carried away. Everybody wants their team to um, um, win. But, you know, but then it starts coming. If, if things aren't going my way, I've then got the right to call your wife names. I've got... Uh, I've got the right to say stuff about your colour. I've got stuff to say about your uh, physical appearance. It's just, it's controlling it all, really, because, yes, the footballers, in some cases, earn ridiculous amount of money. And when we talk about Wayne Rooney, he's earned a lot of money. Does that justify that he goes out and gets abuse? No, it doesn't. He's probably learnt to deal with it. Uh, Sterling, you know, he's going to be one of the most wealthiest strikers on planet Earth, from what I hear. Does that give him the right to, you know, every time he goes out on on, on paying for a, a team where there's some opposition to his colour and he's got to listen to all this abuse? No, it's not right. It's, it, but how, again, you know, it comes back to of where the boundaries are and how do you control these masses of people? And, you know, to a certain extent, the only way to hurt players, uh, fans, is to hurt them all, really. And that's when they'll congregate together and, you know, hopefully say this can't happen. But you, you start playing games behind closed doors. You just say, right, no, no you know, until this behaviour sorts itself out, we do it behind closed doors. But then you've got Sky and all the media saying, well, we want the game. We, we've we've planned to televise this game. This is going to lose us millions of pounds. So money comes into but it. Then you, but but then this is where you, this is the thing you've got to start looking at, though, is the grassroots part. If you've got a kid that's gone to a game, and a kid's going to hear a lot of abuse at the pitch, at the football ground, he's going to take that with him, and take that into his child's football. Now, as much as they says it's theatre, that's good. But even when you're abusing, shouting abuse at the referee, that's wrong because that person's trying to maintain safety on the pitch. I know the referees were going to go out and strike a few years back uh, because of the abuse they get and the attacks they get. And they kind of like, okay, wait up. Oh, we do need referees because without a referee, you've got no football or no games. And I think it's, there is, you can have a letting off of steam at a football game, like all sports, because cricket, that a cricketer, uh, is it Jofra Archer? He played in New Zealand, and he was had racial uh, slurs thrown at him. But if you're going to do it at a game where you want kids to come and support, you've got to make sure you're not influencing them for the next generation to think, oh, it's okay, because we're here in a sporting event. Um, we can let off steam by shouting abuse and racial abuse, because uh, throughout the history of football, black players or players of other ethnic minorities haven't been received well into teams at all, well, you know, John Barnes for England, wasn't he given a bullet to say not play for the England team? They didn't play him. And um, as you say, like Sir Regis and all those were getting abused. Even managers were using the N-words with players and not much was done with the managers. So if you to Eventually look- it came in where they did start doing stuff about it. There was a number of managers and, and TV pundits that... But I guess that they were sacked from their positions because of that. Ron Atkinson was one, wasn't he? Got a job again, though. Did he? Did yeah. he? Where? After he left that place, he got another job. Again, that's letting it calm down and then we'll get him back in through the back door and let's give you a lower profile. You're right, it's wrong. And especially in, in if you're in a, um, a, a, a more high-profile position, you should actually be as squeaky clean as... As anything, it's it's like um, that 
TV news reader uh, left the BBC last week because ITV was yeah because he, he made some reference whether it was innocent or not and I think reading what I've read about it it seems that it was innocent he made reference to some black person and uh, a monkey quote of some sort was it, was it, a, it was a Shakespearean play and yeah. he made a quote and within the quote it had angry ape yeah and and the thing is he's, he apparently had used that quote before on non-black people uh so it's it's obviously a quote he shares but you just got to think to yourself that these people are in the media surrounded by the media how could they not control or think about what they're putting out there and and i suppose it's a massive naivety it seems because surely nobody could be that stupid in his position to say this is a racial slur and I'm going to put it on Twitter where my X amount of thousand million people are listening to it. You know what I mean? There's Well, AC Milan seem to have done that with their um, No to Racism posters showing three monkeys with painted faces. <laughs> have you seen f- that? I mean, that was incredible. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and they, 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 um, they said uh, art can be powerful, but we strongly disagree with the use of monkeys as images in the fight against racism. But as you say... They've done nothing else now. They've done that, and that was it. What you mean? They've they've done they, nothing they, they, else to uh, with to with try, it, stop the racial. Work with a campaign. Do you know something? I, I think it's plain and simple, really. You know, the abuse that these people are getting, uh, and and as I say, certainly with racial abuse, and probably a lot of other things as well. It is down to the clubs to control it. And speaking to you guys now, the only way I see they can control it is shutting it down. And shutting it down means you know, banning, you know, fans and maybe even making up the the, the demographic of fans. You can come in with your 12-year-old son or 12-year-old daughter or your wife and try and control who's going in. And if the numbers are down, they're down. But until things improve, you know, they they just get thrown. Season ticket or not, you're out because, you know. They'll never do that, though, to be honest. I know they won't because there's too much money in it. Exactly, but... the, the the issue for me with regards to how you, how do you deal with it is you have to increase the knowledge so a you have to you have to manage it these stewards at these at these um, events you're never going to remove that kind of aggression that when you go to see a football match i remember going with you craig to see man united play and when i drove out of the ground um i, I remember seeing a, a guy who thought he had right of way over another uh, oh, in the car park, uh, in, always in, kicked yeah. off in that car Girl. park, man. And, and and got out of the car and started smashing into the window because this woman literally had just pulled out slightly in front of him. So that kind of aggression, which you did, you're not going to see that in a normal, the normal sort of a uh, you know sort of events, really sort of normal streets and that sort of thing. It brings uh, out the worst in people. It, it, it's it's it, that's one thing, you know. That's another question altogether. But in terms of racism, we need to fully educate as much as possible, not just. Oh well, it sh- we should uh, uh, you know we should understand racism. We should know what it's about. We need to we need to go deeper into racism and what it means and how you spot it. And then, if it means you have to pay more money to secure that particular ground and then have people who are there pointing them out left, right, and centre, when you point them out, you come in, you grab them, you take them to the law. The law sorts them out treats them as criminals, gives them whatever sort of um, punishment necessary, bans them completely, and you keep doing it. You spend your money all the time on increasing 
the, the, the presence, the knowledge of it. And, and, and how long it will take, I do not know. But the thing is, right, Wayne, right, if you go into work, you know, if you tell your boss to fuck off, you're going to get sacked. End of story. You can't afford to do that because you'll lose your income and blah, blah, blah. So you don't do it. Regardless of what you're thinking, you learn to manage your emotions. So even if your boss is giving you such a bad time, you control your your your, your emotion. Some people can't do that. And, you know, they will say that to the boss and they get sacked and they get removed. So I do agree with what you're saying, but I just think it's just got to be so hard and they've got to come down on these people. I mean, the stewards have got a hard job, man, because if they're looking at a group of 30, 40 supporters that are doing any sort of abuse and they think, right, I've got to try and deal with this. I don't know how much they can call on the other stewards or how they're trying to deal with large numbers, large groups of people doing that. But ultimately, shut them down. They lose the season it, tickets. It is, it is where it is happening. I mean, I know of, I know of um, people that I work with as stewards, and they they hear it happening, and on some on some aspects, they are pointing them out, and they're going, yeah, they're going out. But then, what I don't like is what I don't like about it is sometimes when you see it happening, and you see people around them. Or the members of the supporters around, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they're offended by it as well, and they're not, and they're not exactly like pointing them out or having a go at them. Well, I know for a fact if I was there, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be whistling the steward. I'd be going, "Yo, you, you hearing this, mate? I want him out. He's offending me." You know. I suppose again, it's it's innocent until proven guilty. So if I say this guy over here. <clears throat> he's letting off racial slurs. Can you sort him out? Until the steward has heard it, it's hard to prove that that person's guilty. So I think there's that element there. But it's like I say, I just... I, the 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 analogy of what you say to your boss is just purely because there's got to create that air of, you know, knowing your boundaries. If If you can control, if you can... It doesn't matter. It does matter. But if you go into a football ground and you feel the need to shout whatever you want to shout, but you know you're going to lose your ticket immediately if you're heard, then that puts a bit of fear into you to sort of hopefully control yourself. And, you know, again, it's like I say, if they were, if they're really brutal, really shut things down, then hopefully it'll work. And, but I don't know whether or how tough the building, does it take the media to, to publicize behavior of a certain groups of people for for, for the clubs well, to react or are they just doing it every week well if you look if you look at all the football pit games that have been going on this week around the sides where the advertisements are there's nothing about racism being st st stomping it out that's what you want to see because you're watching it on tv and all we see is adverts so we would be as a viewer seeing oh yep yep and then the fans would be seeing it but i didn't see anything on all these signs about racism at all about kicking it out it's died off now yeah it's i think yeah yeah i mean i mean you're the you're the day with that mental health thing that they did i think um the first minute of every fa cup um match they 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 um they um they they, they, they kind of brought it up brought up this mental thing now if they did that with the racism 
I mean, I know, I know, I know. Before um, certain matches, this kick out for racism, they'll bring out a little banner. But it needs to be constant. I think it needs yeah, to be well, constant. Well, this is this is what I'm saying. Most the majority of people in that ground will will are not racist and will not display racist behaviour. So I don't know what the percentages are. So you'll get the odd <coughs> idiots who, who um, you know, will do it. So how do you get them? How do you, how do you deal with them? Whether you can change their particular views, they've been brought up, they're racist, whatever. And and the stupid the stupidity of their argument, because as you say, if they're playing for England and they score the winning gold in the World Cup, they'll love them to. You know, it's not an issue. But when all of a sudden, if they make a mistake and a goal get puts in. Effing this, effing that, kicking off left, right, and center all over the place, and throwing things, missiles, lighters, bottles, uh, racial uh, abuse. You can, in in some ways, you can you can try and get the 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 audience to self um, to self focus on and, and sort of point them out. But then a lot of people are not going to do that. If you're in a terrace and you're surrounded by all these people, you just happen to be there and they're all kicking off, throwing racial. You're not going to turn around. And say, excuse me, would you mind um, not being so rude to the, to our players and stop being racist? Because a lot of people will fear for it. There'll be a few people who will stand up to it, but mm. I, I, I'd take a guess most people will not. Yeah. So the idea or the argument of self-regulation from the crowd won't work for me. Um, it's got to come from the club. You've got to be staff. hard. And if that means walking off and then the game being forfeited... Or you just actually taking your players off and you keep interrupting it, then for me that's probably a better line that we need to be trying. Because look how they're trying to now try and resolve VAR because it's disturbing the game. Yeah, they're spending it, more time like, about VAR to be honest. They want the the, the the perfect idea of a game. I was thinking about this the other day. In, in, you know, tennis, cricket, um, name me some other sports where they use a. Artificial intelligence to measure whether something is fair. Rugby, yeah, is right, yeah. and everyone's kicking off about this VAR because it's it's trying to get things right. Now, a lot of the times, it's getting it wrong, but that's something else that needs to be sorted out. But its idea of what VAR is is to keep decisions fair and correct, and a lot of people don't like it purely because it takes away that they don't want that, you know. Uh, and I'm going slightly off tangent there, but ultimately. For me, um, when you see, you've got to be as harsh as you can. And for me, if they keep doing it, if I was a player, I don't care how much money I'm, I'm earning, whatever team I'm playing for, if I keep going, uh, getting grief and racial slur, I, 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 I'm turning around to my boss and saying, staying here. Yeah. Why, why do you think I should stay here? But again, it, it, sh it almost shouldn't get to that level. It shouldn't be the responsibility of the players to discipline the crowd it should already be dealt with by the club you know in the crowd and i guess you, you know if somebody shouts anything offensive from behind my shoulder and i report it to security if somebody came up to any of you guys at work and said somebody said something over there and they've said that how, how can you deal with it how can you deal with it unless you see and hear it yourself so sometimes the stewards are in a difficult position where something may be reported to them but it's hard for them to deal with it. If there's a large group, then yes, yeah, stop the game, deal with the group, get them out, move them on. But you, you know, it, again, it's it's just controlling that mass crowd. And you know, I don't know if there is a, an answer, but you, you know, I do uh, uh, totally agree 
that the discipline should be just harsh and make people think about what they're just letting spew out of their mouths. Because the funny thing is when I played, I played against Juventus and it was in a morning game and then we had some racial uh, comments from them. They were calling, calling us coon flakes, right? So they were crafting how they were wording it and that. They mentioned to the referee and they kind of warned them and that, but that was Italy. And if I'm correct, didn't Juventus recently get done for racism uh, for one of their own players? Yeah, it's rife over there, mate. It's absolutely rife. Yeah, and even this young guy who got, he got was getting racial abuse and he got angry, he flipped the bird and he kicked the ball out and the ref sent him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, you're sending the player off. You you would have, you could have just held back there and said, okay, I've understood. What's, what what, yeah, what's going on? But he sent that him without, off. Yeah, so for exactly. me, that's like, oh, so you're okay with what? Okay. Yeah, let that carry on up there and send this player off. Totally the, the, the wrong message. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I have heard some people say um, it may encourage them to score a goal against the other side if they were getting racial abuse or play uh, against them. But it's like, you're doing that now because that individual's racist to you i don't understand if he's shouting you're no good you're no good but as soon as you're throwing in the right it is hard i admit tip for tat they say it's very hard to uh what he says he says i gotta prove it but they've got what's funny about it they're very good at scanning people when it comes to like world cup about features and faces so they've got them cameras everywhere around the football pitch so they know and people aware that you are being filmed and you will be using evidence against you if you are caught being racist or any form of abuse, but let them know that. I don't know if they can use audio. Not audio, but no. you can gestures. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Catching yeah, and throwing right. things. Yeah, yeah. The, the gestures, they can catch the audio. Not too sure, but I know they try to do uh, read somebody's mouth, didn't they? They'll have a lip reader, but, but, all, but at least let them know there's a camera on you. Maybe technology one day, you know, we know what's available now, but as it improves, it'll be able to detect that sort of uh, thing, uh, th those sort of words. And, you know, you've almost got a long list of words that are completely unacceptable, single-use words, and then, you know, detect people. I'm sure that technology will it, come along. It Whether be, it's um, not the solution, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll come it'll along. It'll be interesting to see, like, to actually go to one of these stadiums and actually go, you know, as you walk in and see if there's any warnings up or anything, any signs up saying if you are caught racially, you know, you know, like you know, like when you go on the bus, yeah, or on the train, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, don't our, abuse our staff, our, yeah, exactly. But, but our, maybe our that's the has, point, Salvi. Yeah. Maybe it should be on the bus and everywhere else before you even get to the stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should, should you, you can't. But yeah. ultimately, you, you know. It, it does boil down to if you look at a poster, if you if your views are to uh, make racial offensive words and names towards other people, if you walk in and see that poster, you're just not going to give a shit. But you know you should go into a football stadium knowing that if your bullshit spews out, you're out of there and you ain't coming back ever, nor to that ground. Nor to that ground, nor to that ground. It's just done. You're out. And until people get that message into their head that if it comes out, they're out, and 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 the teams react on that, then I, th I think you know you 
you know, you, you're not going to change uh, people's views, but we're out of here. So we're going to uh, sign off with our uh, convos jingle. It's a new one. Hold on. Let me nice. get the beat. Let me get the beat. Combo. 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 With the bros. Ah.